Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. I appreciate your input, your feedback. I I appreciate you being here. I'm excited about uh, what I want to share this particular week. I hope you guys are doing great. Uh, At the time of this recording, it's right before the November elections in the United States. I know we have a lot of listeners from all over the world, but I hope you'll stay with me, and I hope I can really give you some things to think about that will make a positive impact in your business. Uh, The last month or so, I've been traveling quite a bit, uh, speaking at different events, and been in a lot of hotel rooms, and you'll have local news channels on, and so on and so forth, and uh, of course, been in Kentucky, a couple times and also Atlanta here also as well and at this point pretty much in every election cycle I don't know about you guys but that are in the United States but I just get so sick and tired of all the political messages that are just bombarded on TV radio and all media I mean you can't watch a YouTube video without a political message coming up in the city where you are and it's just gotten, you know, it's just overwhelming at a certain point. Uh, Don and I actually voted early today. Uh, just got out. And, and some of you realize or know that she had a pretty uh, important heavy-duty eye surgery done. And she's going to kind of be out of commission for a while. So, thankfully, I'm done traveling for this year. I had a couple more events that I just had to cancel. And... Uh, you know, we're just going to chill here and be ready to run full bore first part of next year. But uh, again, I know I have listeners outside the United States. So uh, again, I hope you'll just bear with me in this session and I hope to bring you some value and more anything, more than anything, really just cause you to stop and think. Uh, I personally believe, my personal belief in general, in general, People around the world are really concerned about their own personal agendas and special interest and not their country and what is best for each person within that country. And I'm going to get political. And of course, people say, Dale, the two things you should never talk about is politics and religion. And fundamentally, I agree with that. Uh, But I hope you will get value again from just some of the thoughts that I just really need to share and get off my mind and we're going to talk about disruption and just a lot of stuff that I hope will will make sense for you and will will resonate with you but I believe because you know so many people are interested in personal agendas and uh, their own special interests it's the same reason network marketing companies have kind of been at each other. The distributors have been at each other for years. You know, a company goes out of business and some people tend to celebrate. And for me, in general, it's a bad thing. When a company goes out of business, it hurts all of us. And look, I'm as guilty as the next person because when a company goes out of business that I know has intentionally misled people, uh, Zeke Rewards, for, exen- for, exist- for example, a few years ago, and there's been others. Uh, you know, I've always been outspoken prior to them going out of business, and I have no problem, and I'm glad they're gone. But in general, when, when people that are trying to do it right and trying to make an impact and make a difference in other people, and, you know, they've got quality products or services, and they go out of business, it's, it's not a good thing for any of us. But I've always believed when building teams, it's just as important to repel the wrong people 
as it is to support the right people, and that goes for companies within this profession as well. So in general, uh, network marketers as a whole, many of the people on your teams, you know, they think they're competing with other companies. And, you know, they, they get very focused and caught up in their own products or services, their own compensation plans or leadership. And in and, and reality, most distributors have a, well, I'm going to get mine mentality. And they're really not that concerned about the network marketing profession as a whole. Uh, you know, they're more focused on their company and getting their profits and so on and so forth. And I've really tried to communicate to network marketers over the years that we all have to take care of the goose that lays the golden eggs. And the goose being your particular company. That's why your time, energy, and effort should be spent with companies that you feel like, and none of us know, none of us have any clue, but you feel like have a long-term upside potential and and take care of the goose that's laying your golden eggs as well as the industry, which is the, the big goose. When people in our profession make false promises and undocumented claims about products or opportunities, uh, it not only hurts your company, but it, it hurts the entire industry. And, you know, we see blatant pyramid schemes and unethical leaders or even generic trainers. When we see that, when we witness that, and we don't speak out, in my opinion, we're just as guilty as those who only whose only interest is extracting as much money from unexpecting newbies as possible. We're just as guilty as they are of those that are doing the violations. If if you allow others on your team or in your company to act unethically, you're not helping anybody. And these type of activities over a period of time end up hurting the entire industry. You know, this was kind of the original, uh, my original thesis behind my MLM scam audio that we recorded, I think it was back in 1999. Uh, if you've not heard that, you can check it out if you want at MLM scam and then the numeral 2.com. Uh, you know, I got death threats over that from people that had never listened to the audio. They just didn't like the title. And the reality is today, the entire industry, we're all suffering the con consequences of what was talked about in that audio and, and what I call the, uh, and I call when I teach on this quite often, the paradigm shift of 1997. When all of a sudden we said, you know what, we can just recruit each other. And that shift has created unbelievable consequences in this profession over the last 15, 20 years. You know, most of the leaders, quote unquote, that created all this disruption back in the mid to late 90s, they aren't even, aren't even involved in the network marketing business model anymore. They kind of made their money teaching people how to brand themselves and act like something they're not and pay for and buy leads and then they just disappeared and you know in the meantime people invest an enormous amount of money in trying to buy leads instead of mastering lead generation and you know unfortunately even though many of these people are out of the business those that were you know, just screaming, we're going to become the hunted instead of the hunter and all the other stuff out there in the marketplace. Uh, you know, a lot of these people have, again, made their money and they're gone. But unfortunately, a lot of other people picked up where these people have left off. And, you know, what is it that's saying about when good men do nothing? You know, I, I know Dr. Martin Luther King said evil only succeeds when good people do nothing. Uh, Einstein, he said, the world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil, 
but because of those who look on and do nothing. And again, we live in a world, politically, business world, where it's just consumed with personal agendas, uh, treating people as helpless victims. And in my opinion, you know, it's just time for the 27 percenters to rise up, especially in the network marketing profession. And when I say 27 percenters, I know those of you that listen to this podcast consistently understand exactly what I'm saying. And some of you may not, but it's my belief that 70 percent of the people are going to die broke. They always have. There's nothing you, I or anybody else can do about it. We can love them and support them, but they're just going to die broke. Uh, 70% of the population, 3% uh, in business, they get out of my way, I'm going to go get it done. But it's in network marketing, wealth is created by helping the 27 percenters and providing them sequential trainings and processes and help them develop the proper skill sets and mindsets. And those people have a strong work ethic. They want more. They're willing to work for it. They're not looking for handouts. And they're willing to get out there into the marketplace and, and go to work. And it is our obligation as leaders in this profession to provide those people the right skill sets, mindset training that will help them develop the skill sets and mindsets necessary for long-term success in this profession. You know, we're living in a country in the United States where we have you know, third generation now welfare mentalities in the United States. And I've always believed that that life is God's gift to us and what we do with it, how we give back and make the world a better place is our gift back. You know, so when we're gone, did we were we a giver or were we a taker? Did we inspire greatness or did we decater to mediocrity? And I understand that that whole philosophy of giving back and it is very trendy right now. But many of you know that this has been my express belief for, you know, recorded for over 30 years. You know, I just really believe that people are here for a reason. They have gifts that, that, that uh, uh, everyone has gifts that others don't and there's a plan and it's how do we tap those gifts how do we tap that potential within ourselves and help other people tap it within themselves i mean i just really believe that and again i know you know that's kind of a trendy thought but this is something we've talked about for forever uh i went back and i found a, a poem that i had first shared about 25 years ago it's one of those that there is no author author unknown but I wanted to share this with you because this really to me kind of wraps it up from every aspect from from life from business from politics I just believe this and I'm, I'll start it here there is inside you all the potential to be whatever you want to be all the energy to do ever whatever you want to do Imagine yourself as you would like to be, doing what you want to do, and each day take one step towards your dream. And though at times it may seem too difficult to continue, hold on to your dream. One morning you will awake to find that you are the person you dreamed of, doing what you wanted to do, simply because you had the courage to believe in your potential and to hold on to your dream. You know, again, there's certain things in life, politics, business, that I believe cannot and should not be attempted to be debated. You know, one of the statements that I like to make is truth is truth. Truth is truth. And that statement alone offends some people. I understand that. Well, Dale, why is this what you say? It's truth, so therefore it's truth. It has nothing to do with me. Truth is truth. I, I believe when thought leaders of the past all come to the same conclusions, it's something that we should all really pay attention to. And you can talk about whoever you want to talk about. But there's been a lot of thought leaders that have come to the conclusion that, you know, what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. And now it's even been scientifically documented and proven. And, you know, there's reasons people 
move forward in life in every aspect of their life there's seven key areas of life there's reasons people move forward in those seven areas and there's people there's reasons people get stagnated and it just is what it is you know and again i just believe in the thought leaders that were here way before us i believe in wisdom i believe truth is true and you know the caravan headed to the united states at the time of this recording you've probably seen it on the news in my opinion is a really great example of that and if you i'm sure you've probably watched the news at all you've seen it but here's what my i would say about this who's in the caravan who's in the caravan is not an issue you know these hundreds or thousands of people that are heading to america uh you know with who they are is not the issue why they are headed to america is not an issue i heard somebody today said well they're it's because of climate change and it's so hot and they're they're coming to america because of climate change and then you hear freedom and they're 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 leaving a corrupt government so you hear all kinds of things okay and and i'm not belittling any of it but i am saying who is in the caravan is not an issue and why they are headed to the united states is not an issue all civilized countries have laws to prevent anarchy all civilized countries have laws to prevent anarchy i think we should welcome any and all people who want to become citizens of the united states if they want to become citizens of canada uh, you name it i, I mean I, I hopefully you know I think that's a good thing. And again, anybody that wants to become citizens of the United States, I think they should be allowed to become citizens by following the processes and the laws that are in place. Many of you know that I have a grandson, Jude Daniel, that was adopted from Uganda. And, you know, he's an adorable five-year-old. Uh, I love spending time with Jude and all my grandkids, but you know my my daughter and her husband, you know they they made some major sacrifices, and they were in Uganda for weeks to get all the paperwork and everything done, and all the preparation prior to going to Uganda, you know that a lot of paperwork, and then and you know processes they had to go through and then when they got there there was no guarantee how long they would have to be there before they could bring him back and they ended up being there about six or seven weeks which you know it could have been much longer than that so i believe in you know allowing people to come to the united states so that's um, i'm not trying to make a political statement from that standpoint my only point is all civilized countries have laws and processes in place to prevent anarchy so deciding you're going to bum rush border patrol and enter any country and not follow proper immigration procedures is not an option in a civilized society to me it's just real simple it's real black and white that way so no country can afford to create a culture no country can create a culture where a small minority of people decide to make up their own laws you cannot function in that type of situation so i would be saying this if the caravan was full of gang members or it was full of only mothers and their small children I would still feel the same way now my empathy would be different obviously for mothers and small children but it doesn't change the reality who's in the caravan and why they're heading to the united states has nothing to do with the real issue it's just not so this issue the issue is countries 
and civilized societies have laws. If you don't like the laws, then work to change them. But we cannot support people who totally disregard them. And, and again, guys, if I'm missing something here, please feel free to contact me. I mean, to me, it's just really pretty simple. And again, you know, I, I say that many times. Of course, I don't get political. This is probably the first time I've ever gotten really political on this podcast. Uh, but I do bring out a lot of, I talk about a lot of topics relating to the network marketing profession. And I always tell people, look, if I'm missing something, if, if you need to, if, you know, feel free to comment. And it's really interesting to me over the last couple of years since we've been doing these podcasts that the rebuttals usually are based upon personal circumstances or agendas. I'm going to say that again. Most rebuttals are based upon personal circumstances and our agendas. Uh, the amount of hate mail I receive from those who've been around this industry for a while and accomplished absolutely nothing is very interesting and it's kind of amusing and somewhat hard to understand. And, you know, because over the years and on these podcasts and throughout you know, my entire career. I mean, I really spoke out on multiple topics. You know, when people were telling everybody you can just buy leads and build your team, you know, especially a lot to do with lead generation because I believe we can all become, develop the skill sets and the mindsets to become masters at lead generation. I, I believe that. I believe that is a skill set that can be accomplished by anyone who decides that they're going to do it. So when people talk about buying leads and then, you know, several years ago, everybody was on the genealogy leads kick. And then, you know, I've talked about uh, back in the day, the tape mailing pyramid scams, you know, that John Milton Fogg wrote about and others where people were just taught to mail out cassettes and, you know, mail out 100 cassettes. And I mean, the, the amount of propaganda that's been push throughout this profession over the last 15, 20 years, it's just been, uh, it makes me throw up in my mouth. And then, you know, I've talked, I wrote a book about the seven lies of attraction marketing. I know many of you have read that, you know, right when the attraction marketing was starting to gain steam within this profession. And again, I, I, I believe in attraction marketing, but not as it relates to network marketing. I do as it relates to traditional businesses. I think it makes perfect sense. But this business is about developing teams. It's a different business model. And to not understand that is just naive. You know, and I spoke heavily and wrote a couple of articles about blogging. When everybody was trying to teach people to get on their blogging platform and take my blogging, become part of my blogging mentorship, blah, blah, blah. You know, mlmhelp.com forward slash blog, I think. You can read that article, and in the article, I said, "Look, if somebody's teaching newbies to that they have to blog every day and create a blog if they want to proceed to be a network marketing professional, then their only interest is not in providing good direction or leadership; it's in selling them some type of platform or program that they do not need." And the amount of flack that I caught over that article uh, was unbelievable. And and you know, you go check these people out. And it's like, you know, they, they've been in a certain program for 18 months and, you know, they have no team, but they, they, they drink the Kool-Aid. They drink the Kool-Aid and are offended when somebody says, hey, you're drinking Kool-Aid. You drink the Kool-Aid. It, it's not going to work. There's no way on, in the world it's going to work. You cannot in network marketing position yourself as an, well, most people cannot position themselves as an expert and, and talk about that which they've never done. Some have, we all know who they are, but the reality is you should build it and then talk about it. And you can build it if you, if you, if you take logical lead generation methods and, and get into the marketplace and go to work, you can build it. 
okay, blogging every, every most people who've started a network marketing blog, they might as well have a billboard in the middle of the desert. But they bought it hook, line, and sinker. And just because a thousand people bought this and have their blogs and they're all coming together in their community every day and talking about their blogs does not mean it's a good idea. If a thousand people say a stupid thing, guess what? It's still a stupid thing. So, again, you know, newbies doing live videos and the list goes on and on and on of the stuff that's been propagated throughout this profession that makes absolutely no sense. And at this point in my life, it's kind of fascinating to me how many of those people who propagated these shortcuts throughout the industry have absolutely no shame. <laughs> they have no shame. And it's, and it's so well documented at this point in time in history. But they continue to tell newbies whatever they want to hear so they can sell them whatever they want to sell them. And it's just unbelievable. And again, I don't blame them as much as I blame people like me who are not willing to call people out that are hurting the entire profession. That's that's my concern. It, it's sincerely my concern because we cannot afford to lose good people. And those that don't want to upset the apple cart, don't want to cause any kind of disrupt, disruption, disrupt, disruption, is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. So, you know, it's just kind of interesting. Uh, you know, politicians continue to tell people what they want to hear and treat people like victims that are dependent upon the government to take care of them instead of people who have special gifts and talents that can be tapped and developed. You know, the easiest message to sell anyone, period, is it's not your fault. And, and, and you can do that, and you see that in politics all the time, as well as in network marketing and in internet marketing. It's not your fault. It's the evil gurus that you've been buying stuff from on the internet. But I have the real answer for you. How many times have you seen that message? It's not your fault. It's your upline. It's old school network marketing techniques. It's this. It's that. It's everything else. But it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's somebody else's. Now, here's the real answer. I mean, how many times do we have to see this over and over and over before we get a clue about what's going on? You know, the truth is we are all here. We are all where we are in life based upon the decisions that we've made to this point in our life since we've been adults. And again, the quality of our life is in direct proportion to the quality of questions we ask ourselves and then answer them truthfully. And I realize a lot of people have been raised in environments that are just horrific. And I have empathy for those people. I sincerely do. But at some point, we have to all grow up and stop blaming and start taking responsibility. And that, that that's hard for a lot of us. I can remember the point in time in my life when that conscious decision was made. For me, it was when my first, my first daughter was born. I, I had to make some changes. So all of us are different, and I think everybody's kind of faced with that at some point. And that decision, a lot of times we're at a crossroads and we don't even know it at the time, but we can decide to take responsibility or to blame. And again, rebuttals usually are based upon personal circumstances and agendas of other people. Uh, because as human beings, we see things not as they are. We see things as we are. I'm going to say that again. Human beings see things not as they are. We see things as we are. And those who start with nothing and create success usually do it because they consciously or unconsciously followed wisdom of the age of success principles and worked really, really hard. I don't know anybody that was not born with a silver spoon in their mouth 
that created any level of success financially or otherwise uh, with their family, uh, with their uh, health, uh, any of the seven key areas of life who didn't work really, really hard. See, working hard is just, it's, it's just absolutely required. Period. End of story. There ain't no foo-foo dust. And hard work is always the foundation of any success equation. And personally, I'm sick and tired of people who feel like they're entitled to anything. If being a good person was all that was required to develop a network marketing team, if being a good person was all that was required, then most of the people who listen to this podcast would be multimillionaires. It takes more than that. It takes more than that. And, and I'm not saying don't be a good person. I'm saying be the best person you can be. But you, we have to understand uh, there, there are no participation trophies in real life. There are no participation trophies. You know, we've all been through trials and heartaches in our life. Life is hard. Being an entrepreneur is extremely hard. You know, and I just have a problem accepting people uh, as victims. I don't see anybody as a victim that cannot overcome their circumstances. I believe people can rise up beyond their self-limiting beliefs, beyond the bad circumstances that they grew up with in their life. Because I've seen it happen far, far too many times in this industry. So many wonderful stories of people who rose above their circumstances and the limiting beliefs that they they had when they entered the industry by developing the right mindsets. And yes, I have empathy for people, but I do not accept excuses for breaking the law or wallowing in mediocrity. To me, it's real similar. I just don't accept excuses. Most people... Most people need a mind shift and people to believe in them, not another government handout. They need a mind shift and and people that believe in them and not another, another government handout. What happens is, and we see this, victims create more victims in every aspect of life. We saw this a few years ago when we, when that, you know, we are the 99% facade or crusade or whatever you want to call it happened. And, you know, it was just really mind-blowing to me. That was before this podcast started. But, you know, the question was, it's it's not that we're the, we're the 99%. The question is, you know, how long do you want to stay there? See, accepting that you have no control that you're in the 99% is not a productive attitude period in any any walk of life we live in a world where being a victim is kind of in vogue you know me too me too that too and I, again i'm not i'm not saying you know people you can take this however you want and I, and i understand that you will and i'm not saying anything against me too movements or anything like that I'm just saying we have to step back sometimes and realize that sometimes we can decide to be a victim the rest of our life or we can decide to rise above it and become all we can be. That's really a choice, and it's much easier to just remain a victim. Much easier. And there's not a person listening to to this podcast who's not been through some major challenges in their life and could have remained in that circumstance as a victim forever. You know, you see this a lot of times, uh, you know, in divorce. You know, people are bitter for years and years and die with that bitterness. You know, they were divorced when they were 24 years old. And and they die with that bitterness of that divorce or whatever the circumstances may be. They carry it with them the rest of their life. Uh, You know, and again, we have generations of people that were born and raised in the United States who never realized how fortunate they were to be an American citizen. And I don't say that uh, egotistically, 
but but it's true, uh, and, and it's really true for anybody that's born within the free enterprise system. You know, a few years ago, I've been to Budapest, Hungary, a couple of times on training events, and you know, a lot of those people had they hadn't been out of communism that long, and the, just the appreciation for free enterprise was overwhelming in the hearts and souls of those people and I just I, I appreciated it so much I appreciated it so much and again a lot of us that that were born into freedom and free enterprise uh, we never really realized how fortunate we were and I remember the first time that I went to across the border to and went down to Tijuana and you know seeing the circumstances a lot of those people were living in you know the cardboard and it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking but it also gave me a different level of appreciation for being raised in a free enterprise system where we had freedom you know the free enterprise system has been alive and well throughout uh, many of you listen to this podcast throughout your lifetime and a lot of people have never embraced it but just because they've never embraced it does not mean or give them right to be offended by those of us who have just because you didn't embrace it does not mean you should be offended by those of us that have you know, everyone listening to this podcast has different life circumstances. Again, I know people are listening from all over the world. You have different challenges. Uh, we all, every one of us, can get up every single day of our life. And we can choose to live every day to the best of our ability and count our blessings. Because there's always people that have it worse than we do. Always, always, and there's people that have much worse circumstances than others who have risen out of that as an example of what's possible. So we can get up every day and we can choose to live it to the best of our ability and count our blessings, or we can feel sorry for ourselves and our circumstances and support each other's pity parties. That's bottom line. That's the bottom line. And it's our choice. And to think it's not our choice is extremely, extremely unhealthy. Gandhi said, if you want to change the world, start with yourself. Start with yourself. Uh, Tom Ziegler's uh, Zig son said, change starts with you, but it doesn't start until you do. Everybody's waiting for the foo-foo dust to be sprinkled on them or, you know, or win the lottery. And that's not the way life works. Any change starts from unlearning what you already know. When you're raised in a culture of dependency, it's really hard to break out of that. And the, that's the same reason that why some successful network markers have trouble understanding this business model is not about you. It's not about your work ethic. It's not about your marketing skills. It's not about anything other than duplication. And whatever extra dose you have, whatever extra knowledge you have, whatever extra work ethic you have, it cannot be duplicated. And, you, and sincerely, it cannot be duplicated. Only systems can be duplicated. And the culture you create of telling people the truth, building people, people build the business, not just focusing on hacks and funnels and, and lead capture pages and tools, but also focusing on helping people develop the right mindsets because ultimately it's the mindset that has to be here within this profession. It does. This profession is different. You know, I can be a negative SOB and run a very successful restaurant if I'm a great chef. But you're not going to build a team long term in this profession without the correct mindsets. 
and this is really hard for most people who have experienced success at any level in this profession is to really change their mindsets and get it off of them and on their people. I call that the leadership development paradigm shift. And man, it's, it's so hard for people to do it because a lot of people have come out of horrific circumstances, uh, maybe as, as childhood and during their childhood and built significant organizations just based upon their own skill sets that they entered the industry with. And then they had all kinds of other problems down the road uh, because of that. And I've witnessed it for over 35 years. So when I say if you build people, people build the business, most people look at me like a deer staring in headlights. What does that mean, Dale? Because for them, it's always been about them, their mindsets, their attitudes, their work ethic. You know, the answer to everything for these people is work harder. Work harder is not the answer in the network marketing business model. Working hard is the foundation of which all success is built. Work hard is a given, but you can't just say work harder, work harder, work harder. You know, again, because most of the people, 70% are going to die broke no matter what you do, I do, anybody else does. Wealth is created with the 27 percenters. So it's not about, you know, for some people, it really, it comes down to the network marketing culture in which they were raised. I've talked about this in other podcasts. I'm not going to get into detail about it here. But when you were raised in an attraction marketing culture, and then down the road, you realize 97% of the people that enter my team will never be able to do what I did then at that point you have major decisions that need to be made and unfortunately most people do not have the guts to make the hard decisions they don't and they really don't know where to start and again i talk to these people weekly as gandhi said if you want to change the world you got to start with yourself you know in matthew in the bible it says he wishes to be great let them be the servant of many and this industry is not about manipulating newbies that don't know any better and telling them what they want to hear. You know, the number of people that enter this profession today that, te- that are told that they, that they build it 100% on social media is mind-blowing. Because I see the surveys. We get them every day. It's just mind-blowing to me. I, I, just, I, I just have trouble wrapping my brain around that. You know, it's like... There's people, you know, five, six years ago built huge organizations with just Facebook. But look, the algorithms have changed. It's a different game now. So, you know, I think all of us have been around for a while would agree that the overall quality of people in this profession has declined drastically over the last 20 years. And that's because people have other options other than network marketing. You know, there's a lot of other options out there for entrepreneur people entrepreneur-minded people, and I think we would all agree if we got truthful that this business model is not for everybody. Some people simply should not attempt to be in any kind of business, but the catch is every single one of us that have had any level of success in this profession have wanted to throw in the towel multiple times, especially in our first year, two, or three. I mean, I I tell people I wanted to quit every day my first three years. We've all felt that way. But as a profession, as a democracy, those who don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. And it is hard, hard to make tough decisions in politics, in business, and in life. It's tough. We all have the opportunity, each one of us, every day, to inspire greatness or appeal to mediocrity, appeal to victims. Uh, And I wrote that article, you know, entitled Inspire Greatness or Appeal to Mediocrity way back in 2000. Thankfully today, Some people are starting to understand that the network marketing business model, like many countries around the world, is ready for truth, wisdom of the ages, and disruption.
disruption. Uh, I wrote an article, the last article I wrote at MLMHelp.com. It's called Network Marketing Disruption. I hope you'll check that out. It's at MLMHelp.com forward slash disruption. Disruption. And it was inspired by comments from a gentleman named Peter Arnold. And uh, I was getting ready to fly out, uh, getting ready, just waiting for my wife to get in the car and head to the airport. We were flying out to Seattle a few days ago. And I was reading a blog, and I can't even remember which one it was, but it was a great article by uh, Jensen, Mr. Jensen. I think it's Glenn Jensen, uh, uh, corporate officer at Life Vantage. And I wish I had the name of the article. I can't remember, but I do remember it was Life Vantage. Think CEO, it was really good. And then when I'm scrolling down through the comments, I saw comments by a gentleman named Peter Arnold, who I know uh, listens to this podcast, and it so it inspired the article. But just to kind of end up this session, I want to share with you some of his comments uh, because, guys, it's just you know this next year is going to be very very important for this profession. And I'm so encouraged by people that are willing to speak truth. I, I just am so encouraged by people that are willing to disrupt that which needs to be disrupted. Uh, I, because that's what the industry, that's what has to happen. That's what has to happen. We have to return to our roots of personal development, personal growth, telling people it's a three to five year game plan. It's going to be tough. It's going to be emotionally uh, hard. It's not going to be easy. Uh, it's going to be the hardest business model probably in the world. But you're going to learn so much. You're going to become much more than you can even imagine. And it's going to be worth every second that you spend. It's tough, but it's worth it. And that has to be the common message, not all this foo-foo dust that has been spread throughout this profession in the last 15, 20 years. Peter, this is Peter Arnold's words. Uh, and again, you can, I hope you'll check out the article because I include it in his words also in the article at mlmhelp.com forward slash disruption. Uh, the network marketing industry over the last couple of decades has been broken. Too many good associates have quit. The retention rates in companies has been terrible, as the article states, and he's speaking of Mr. Jensen's article. So-called team quote-unquote leaders have been sending conflicting information about how to correctly build successful home businesses. Some say do it this way. Others say do it that way. It's confusing. Sadly, this industry has simply been recruiting each other, using a ton of regurgitated crap for training. We don't want this. We need to learn this. What we really need to learn, what we, what we need to learn is to teach Joe how to teach Bob to teach Jim, teachers teaching teachers to teach. Guys, if you've not seen the webinar we did, The Lost Secret to Network Marketing Success, please check that out. Just go to mlmhelp.com in the search box, type in Lost Secret. You can access it free. And, and I want to, that's just a side note by me. But what did he say? We have to teach Joe how to teach Bob to teach Jim. Teachers teaching teachers to teach. Success in network marketing is totally different from success in any other business, career, profession, or industry since network marketing is a voluntary army and one that must get the proper training first. Bottom line, as it is right now, this industry badly needs disruption from the piecemeal, disjointed, scattered advice out there, which is mostly stressing Facebook ads, blogs, social media, and faking it till you make it on YouTube webinars and Zooms, and all the other attraction marketing hacks. Man, I love this guy. Which will not be able to be done by the vast majority of reps. 
Such teaching has caused a rapid decline in industry growth. Only about 3% will already possess the personalities and skills needed, although these are not duplicatable. But for any movement to return to real growth, it will take leaders who are developed, in parentheses, from within. Homegrown leaders. How many times have you heard me say homegrown leaders? Those who have returned to their foundational roots, embracing the core principles in the network marketing industry, who will work harder on themselves than they do on their business. Man, that's good stuff. Good stuff from Peter Arnold. I hope you'll check out the article. If anything I've said with, for you guys this week has resonated, if you're, this is the first time you've ever listened to this podcast, uh, if this is making sense or making you nervous in the service uh, at all, here's a couple of webinars, well, actually an article and a webinar I hope you'll check out. The first one is why, why Network Marketing Tips and Tricks and Hacks Will Delay Your Success. Uh, you know, somebody asked me, Dale, why, why don't you do question and answers more often? Because there's no value to you in that. Tips and tricks and hacks only confuse. Only systems can duplicate. Uh, we talk about this in great detail. MLMHelp.com forward slash tips. And then the other webinar that I would like to recommend, and I did recommend uh, The Lost Secret which I think would be very valuable if any of what we've said today resonates with you. The other one is The Road to $10,000 a Month in Network Marketing. That's at mlmhelp.com forward slash road. And the article that I talked about where you can see uh, Mr. Arnold's comments and the rest of the article is at mlmhelp.com forward slash disrupt. Guys, I hope you take what I shared with you in the spirit in which it was intended uh, you know sometimes we all have to stop really examine our limiting beliefs our personal agendas and really stop take a breath and ask ourselves what is really in the best interest for our companies and the network marketing profession uh Sidel calvert i appreciate your feedback i appreciate you listening And I'll be back with you next week on another session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.